Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good afternoon. This is coming to you late today. Uh, wild morning. <laughs> A real wild morning. With lots of fun watching the multiple issues go down in 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 the space so it's uh 151 october the 15th 2018 and let's jump right into vital statistics uh bitcoin is sitting with its with its pop is sitting at an average of 6657 across uh six or seven exchanges uh bitfinex has it at 6800 uh, HitBTC has got it at 6,841. Uh, it's going down as low as 6,405 on Bitstamp. So, yeah, there's that. So, transactions to, uh, in the last 24 hours is 258,000. Transact- average transactions per hour is 10,752. Uh, the amount of U.S. dollars sent in the last 24 hours is 7971000000 giving 1.1 million uh, Bitcoins sent in the last 24 hours. Average sent per hour is 50,000 Bitcoins for 300, $332,000,000 USD. Average transaction value is 4.6 BTC or 30,000 USD. Median transaction is 0.036 BTC uh, for 241, $241. Uh, block, block time's a little low. It's uh, sitting at 9 minutes, 17 seconds per block. Uh, blocks in the last 24 hours is uh, 154. Is still sitting at six average blocks uh, per hour, so that's pretty good. Hash rate um, has in the last 24 hours has risen, but the it's actually dropped since the last time I I uh, did a show on Friday, so it's at uh, just under 50 uh, exahashes per second. So there's the there's the Bitcoin roundup. Now Ethereum is sitting at average of 210. Uh, Bcash is sitting at an average of 465, Litecoin at $55, and uh, our beloved Dogecoin is is pretty much hanging in there at 0.005 USD or half a penny per Doge. Um, Let's uh, get transactions. Yeah, same thing. It's the same thing all the time. Bcash sitting at 20,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. Dogecoin's um, kicking its ass at 21,500. Litecoin is at 24,586. But, you know, as usual, Ethereum uh, transactions per hour is smoking Bitcoin. 562,000 Ethereum transactions in the last 24 hours compared to 252,000 of Bitcoin. 
which is probably one of the reasons why <laughs> it's not helping Ethereum's case with they've got I I have no idea how big their the, that chain is. I know people are like have been sinking geth node experimenting with seeking uh sinking a geth node and they're still gathering the blockchain information up after a month. You know, it's just it's bad. Bad deal. That'll do it for vital statistics. Let's move on. All right, let's get on with the morning roundup. Um, about uh, Rubini's still on his, the great Rubini is still on his rant. Um, and he's, I don't you know, I don't know. It sounds to me like it's kind of, kind of melting down or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but you know, I'm a, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Roger Ver, but uh, there are times when he says things that I do agree with. And in the morning roundup, I'm going to start off with a tweet from Roger Ver. Uh, even though he's blocked me, um, this came. There's a Roger Ver Roger Ver blocked bot uh, that tweets out. Um, <laughs> tweets out things from Roger. Um, I don't know how it's not blocked by Roger, but be that as it may. Anyway, so it it tweeted out the following. Uh, Roger Ver says, when the empirical evidence contradicts your theories, it's time to reevaluate those theories. And he tags uh, Noriel Rubini directly in the tweet. And it, there's picture. Um, he's got a screenshot of two tweets um, that, he's, that he's put in. Um, one from... Uh, you know, like a couple of days ago and the first one from the 16th of April, 2013, which says in good company with gold at convert bond, while everyone was focused on gold and silver, Bitcoin dropped another 40% traded below $58 five years. Okay. So the way that Roger does this, he's like tweeted this at the bottom of the, of the 2013 crash. And then the next heading for the next tweet is five years later and a 30,000% opportunity cost. Norio Rubini tweets, crypto Twitter is a cesspool of bots, trolls, shills, scammers, crypto zealots, and lunatics, barking dogs that attacked me after losing 90% in last year. None read my paper and none have any substantial critique. This motley crew is a bunch of pathetic lunatics and hodling losers. Now, I read that to you in in the the uh, last morning roundup on Friday, but you know even Roger Ver's looking at this guy and he's just got to be shaking his head like the rest of us, just trying to figure out why all of a sudden. I mean he's he's been critical of Bitcoin before, but I've never seen him this all over Twitter type thing from this guy before. I mean this is something weird i don't know it may just be me and it probably is but you know whatever we shall move on um and then there's um um there was a couple of tweets that i saw that was uh uh, again rubini's going to be around around a lot of the the crypto podcast for a while because it's just so entertaining to watch and none, none more so than this particular set of tweets that I caught, like all, all in a row. Uh, Norio, uh, Rubini, or the great Rubini says, 
agreed, Bitcoin must die. And he's responding to a tweet from Andrew Gallagher um, at andrewg.com. If Bitcoin were to cease trading tomorrow, 0.5% of the world's electricity demand would simply disappear, which would cover one year's worth of the carbon emission cuts required to limit temperature rises this century to 2 degrees C. And the very next thing below there is uh, the tweet that is direct re- in direct response to that is, uh, or at least on my feed, is Doug the Bounty Hunter replies how we see you and it's the meme of the of the child in a in a a coat on a fall day on her back in a pile of leaves just throwing a freaking tantrum which is exactly what rubini seems to be doing but the funniest part is uh at btc underscore holder um replies to that tweet and he's just got this dude in sunglasses just pointing up Directly, directly up at the uh, at the tweet right above it, and it's just kind of funny to see that all all back to back like that because it it really does illustrate just how ridiculous Rubini's being. And I don't think any of us, I, I don't think we've seen, I don't think we've seen the the swing low of Rubini and his attitude right now. So moving on. All right, this one I've been watching Tone Vays for a long time. Uh, I first caught th- this cat on uh, the World Crypto Network when they were still doing uh, shows with Matt, <clears throat> with Thomas Hunt and Vortex and Tone would be on there and they'd have a couple of other people, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And you know, now things have kind of like people have gone their separate ways. And, and you know, f- anybody listening to this, you know, it, I, I will say this. I do miss... Thomas and Vortex and Tone and call you like a Theo Goodman. I mean, I really, I really miss the Bitcoin group. Um, I really do. That was a, that was a great show. And I, I just, God, you know, I'm actually kind of sad that, that I'm not seeing that anymore, but I still follow all these dudes. <clears throat> and Tone was one of the very first people, you know, along with Vortex and, and Thomas Hunt that, uh, you know, that I was gathering information from. And for the two years or three years or so that I've been in the space, one of the things that Tone always says is he doesn't trade this shit. He just doesn't do it. He do, he he will do technical analysis on Bitcoin. He will do techni- technical analysis for laughs on the rest of the shit coins, uh, which to him is are all scams. And to me too, kind of. I mean, except Doge. Doge isn't a scam. Love love my ba- love my Doge bag. But I've never seen I've never seen Tone actually actively trade Bitcoin because he, he always says that he does not he does not trade it. And I guess I've, I've probably missed a couple of times where he's traded like once or twice, made like a couple of a couple of trades. But it is it is not characteristic for for Tone Vase to to trade Bitcoin. So, you know, a couple of days ago, he tweets or was it yesterday? Or the, I think it was Saturday night. Um he tweeted, as promised, my first and perhaps only Bitcoin trade this year, short one Bitcoin at 5x leverage for March 2019 expiration, full account liquidation at 7650 above last swing high, take profit at 5000 lower stop loss at 5750 and then he shills his uh, BitMEX account. Um, 
which is fine. You just shill away, people. You know, if you've got like an Amazon like affiliate link or a BitMEX affiliate link or Trezor affiliate, whatever, dude. You know, there's there's no harm in shilling it. But it, what the, what surprised me about this is to actually see a tweet from Tone that he's talking about trading a Bitcoin. And and as most of you probably you know realize, if you didn't see that tweet. And you know something about tone, um, then you probably know that that his he he kind of shorted the bottom a little bit. Now he may actually end up being correct in the long run. You never know. But it was really weird because it happened within 24 hours. He tweet he tweets out this. It, it uh, yeah. Let's see. Was it get a, a time on that? Yeah. So at six o'clock this morning, he tweets out in today's Bitcoin. Uh, uh, Bitcoin and, and Tether video and then he gives a YouTube link one yes I am still in the short trade no or two no I did not get wrecked unless you, a paper loss of 0.21 BTC is wrecked to you three yes I entered prematurely based on TA four no I do not regret it five maybe double down I gotta hand it to Tom I, you know the guy's got conviction you know he, he i lots of people are mad at him i'm not i don't you know he he is what he is i mean you know he's 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 a ta guy and he's been doing ta for years that's what he that's what informs his decision making and I think a lot of people are really pissed at him because he's been down on bitcoin so long but he's gonna be down on bitcoin not because of anything other than the fact that that's what his charts and the way that he reads them that's that's the information that he's getting from those charts so you know like i said at least the man's got some conviction you know he's he's still in the trade uh we'll 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 figure it out we'll we'll figure out what the hell's going on but you know everybody just jumped all over his ass because it looked looked like he it automatic the price automatically just shot right up right after he he decides to short the corn so the lesson here is you know don't trade this shit acquire it hold it for as long as you possibly can only use it in emergency situations until we figure out what what's going on um like if you've got bills to pay or something like that then and you have no choice yeah you know do it but god even the experienced traders like tone it's dangerous this shit is dangerous so god think three times before you actually do anything like short the corn okay um let's see what's going on here oh bitmex yeah everybody's like talking about the tether and bitmex stuff i'm not going to get all that all that into it but um let me see what is it hold on for a second okay so yeah there's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on with tether and bitmex but in 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 the middle of the fray uh bitmex releases releases a blog post about ethereum holding and sort of suggesting that the bot that in in their view the bottom of the sorry the price bottom for ethereum may be in 
and they have this there's i'm not i'm not going to read you the blog post uh you you can go get that one uh yourself on their uh, on blog.bitmex.com forward slash ethereum holding but there's this one sentence in there uh that uh kind of encapsulates what they're talking about and it says quote quite what this means for the ethereum price going forward is unclear however we believe we have shown the quote-unquote panic sell thesis is either false or will only occur to a lesser extent than some expect. And essentially what the report was saying is that a lot of the people that did the ICO raises on Ethereum have already sold what Ethereum that they're going to sell, and they've essentially already recouped the uh, uh, their costs, so they're not in a pressure situation to to uh, quote unquote panic sell the rest of their Ethereum further bottoming out the price. So that's sort of what BitMEX is saying in a nutshell. And the last thing we got here is what happened about a couple of hours ago was the was uh, Frank Shaparo at FinTech Frank. If you're not following him on Twitter, do he's uh, a wealth of information. Uh, two hours ago, he tweeted, breaking exclusive, Fidelity, the $2.5 trillion Wall Street giant, is launching a brand new institu- institutional brokerage and custody business for crypto. Check out our exclusive interview with Tom Jessup on the new crypto business, and then he uh, links to his article that he wrote for theblockcrypto.com. Um, that is on my uh, Twitter uh, my curated Twitter timeline, and if I uh, have my wits about me, I'll uh, attach that to the show notes so that you can go uh, uh, pull that pull that tweet directly out of the feed. Uh, but it looks like Fidelity, with all of its two point five trillion dollars under of assets under management, is entering the space, and immediately the Bitcoin price dropped a full percent and a half. <laughs> Like right after, I mean, it was, it was just, it's, it was bizarre on an hour chart, the hour, you know, it was a green candle up, um, you know, for the hour that they, uh, uh, when they released that news and within minutes, like a new candle started forming and it, and it just started going, going down red. So it's like great news. Oh, that means the Bitcoin price is going to fall. So we've, we've, we've had that inverse corollary around the space for a long time it doesn't bother me at all but uh pretty it's going to be something to watch i don't know if it's going to be cool it could suck it could totally suck it could there could be so much wreckage going on that we have yet to uncover that uh that we don't know about until we see it but you gotta admit man it's it's pretty interesting so that's the morning roundup Let's move on to uh, Terrible Joke Corner. Today's Terrible Joke Corner is brought to you by The Great Rubini. Uh, this is going to be the joke for today. We're, I'm just going to read a couple, of his, uh, a couple of his tweets, just, you know, just for shits and giggles. Um, but... Um, 
So let's let's just start. I'm, I've got his feed pulled up. My new op-ed on crypto scams, the current crypto apocalypse and meltdown, the massive centralization of crypto, while decentralization is a lie, and why blockchain is no better than an Excel spreadsheet. The big blockchain lie by Noriel Rabini, and then he's got a link to uh, prosend.org. Um, I just, I, I mean, it's almost like he's really new to the space because we've gone through this Excel spreadsheet with really big peoples, and even they get it after a while that n- no, it's not an Excel spreadsheet. It's, 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 I don't know. It's like all of us kind of been, you know, riding bikes for years and, and now somebody who you would think would know how to ride this bike. Um, we have to put training wheels on them, get them like some elbow pads, some knee pads, some leather chaps, a freaking helmet and a face guard so that he, because he's just going to get himself wrecked, Right this is an old argument it's not even funny um just pick another one a a couple other ones he's all over tether um tether is an uncollateralized criminal scam he has in a tweet Uh, another one is because there is no collateral to tether the emperor has no clothes as it will be clear when this criminal scheme goes bust taking the rest of cryptocurrencies down with it as tether has been used to prop up btc and other cryptocurrencies by the tune of 80 percent of course he has absolutely no evidence and again the tether propping up btc is almost the same as declaring bitcoin as an excel spreadsheet we've been through this before several times people we've been through this before this guy's no different so another one you uh, are replying to joe weisenthal it says if tether he joe joe says if tether collapses because of migration to other stable coins and the general crypto market remains unaffected all massive ifs then the longtime critics will have won the battle but have lost the war to where noriel responds you assume that tether is backed by real dollars rather than being an an uncollateralized criminal scheme. If latter, when Tether goes bust, not much will go into other stable coins and all cryptocurrency markets will plunge again. Academic study shows BTC manipulated by 80% via Tether. And of course, he he doesn't show the study. And I mean, just because it's an academic study doesn't mean a whole lot. It, it, it really doesn't. I, I think I think the time is coming where we realize that the, the world starts to realize that the people that they thought were the, pe- the, the people that they thought they should be listening to are more clueless than they could have possibly ever imagined in their wildest dreams. And that after a while, they're going to start people in mass are going to start looking around going, oh my God, the whole world is about to be set on fire because we've been listening to these people that clearly don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, like Noriel Rubini, whose only claim to fame was that he called the bubble for 2008. Okay, you know who else called the bubble in 2008? A Texas redneck duck farmer named Jack Spierko, who doesn't have a PhD. I don't think he has a college degree, 
but he's done very well for himself. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, the survival podcast, I would go do it because he was screaming the year before 2008, that same damn thing that Rubini was talking about. Get out, get out. This thing is about to go crash. But yet Jack is a redneck duck farmer and Norio Rubini went to Harvard. Okay, so, you know, just because you went to Harvard doesn't mean that you're more right than somebody who has no advanced degree whatsoever, like Jack Spirico. Okay, so whatever. Anyway, so that's, that's, Rubini is the terrible joke of the day. And he's going to be around for a while because he's getting traction, he's getting followers, he's making a big splash. So the more attention that he gets, and I'm guilty, I'm giving him attention right now. I'm trying not to retweet his stuff. I will take snapshots of it, uh, but I don't want to give him, I'm I'm trying not to give him the traffic. Um, And, you know, and at one point or another, this is just going to be, and it's already kind of boring because he's basically screaming, he's he's yelling at Bitcoin, the same stuff over and over and over and over again. So he's just, you know, old man yells at Bitcoin and old man is going to be yelling at Fidelity. That I think after he goes through his Fidelity rant, because I kind of think it's coming. I mean, I may be wrong, but, you know, Fidelity Investments is a pretty, you know, $2.5 trillion of, of managed assets. $2.5 trillion with a T. I can't imagine Rubini not just unloading on Fidelity Investments and, and all those guys. So that... He either will or he won't. If he does, I guarantee it is not only going to be the most entertaining shit show, but it's probably going to go on for a while. So, you know, buckle up. Almost forgot to include Marty's Bent. Marty's Bent. For Monday, October the 15th, 2018, issue number 339, Patience is Key. Starts out with a tweet from Marty Bent. It seems like we can't go a week without seeing examples of people building things on top of Bitcoin that others have launched scam tokens to build in the past. I'm pretty sure something like this was going to be the first product company spun out of the DAO. And he's referring to, uh, Marty's referring to a tweet from Matthias uh, Stinnig. Uh, and it's just a, it's essentially it's a video. So let me get it up here. Yeah, it's a, it's a two minute video of a bike. And uh, Matthias says, Hey, here's the promised video of using the lightning bike. Hope you like it. And it seems to be something like, um, oh, like a bike that, that kind of auto locks and you have to unlock it. Um, uh, you have to unlock it kind of like those scooters that you see where you can just park them and then you don't have to chain them or anything like that and you just walk up to it and activate it with your with your phone probably the you know the, the exact same deal but let's see what marty has to say about it in, in his write-up on friday afternoon matthias stenig shared this video on twitter in which he showed off a proof of concept for using the lightning network to quickly unlock and rent a bike pretty innocuous i know but what i like to point out with this particular proof of concept is that people have tried to spin up their own tokens in the past to perform this particular task, or at least one very similar to it. In case you freaks forgot about the DAO, it is the reason that we now have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. What some of you freaks might 
know, <clears throat> might not know is that the team behind the DAO, Slock, Slock It, wanted to create what our buddy Matthias did using the Lightning Network, but again with a native token. This is a big theme here at the Bent and TFTC. You guys that don't know, TFTC is Tales from the Crit podcast. Go go see it you, or go listen to it. Subscribe, download it, get it to all your friends. It's freaking awesome. A lot of what altcoiners are trying to accomplish with their own networks will eventually be able to come to fruition via some part of the Bitcoin stack. As we saw last week with the official launch of Liquid from Blockstream, people participating in that particular sidechain will be able to utilize confidential transactions and issue assets. Two major selling points of the high, highest caliber altcoins that are competing with Bitcoin. Now we have Matthias proving that the DAO fiasco could have been avoided if we humans possessed the virtue of patience in mass. That's one of my biggest problems with this industry at the moment. No one is patient. Everyone wants every functionality ever conceived out of the box or they deem these blockchains inadequate or rudimentary. No one has developed a time preference and patience necessary to approach these systems. It took nearly a decade for Bitcoin to build out a sufficiently secure base layer, probably not even sufficiently secure yet with a second layer for instant transactions that allow the use case Matthias demonstrates in his video. It is going to take more time to build out the distributed financial system that we envision being built on Bitcoin. During that time, there will be shitcoins launched to make up for Bitcoin's perceived shortcomings. That will eventually be serviced over time. Don't fall for the siren calls. Be better than these high time preference swindlers. Patience is key. Now run off and go enjoy your Tether Bitfinex FUD. This has been a long time coming. And always remember, freaks, stable coins are only stable until they aren't. Final thought, been ripping the bike at the gym recently. Huge bike workout guy now. So again, that was Marty's bent. And I want to thank uh, Marty for him allowing me to read his newsletter on the on this podcast. Uh, that way, if you don't have time to read it yourself, um, then you can you can get it all here. Um, I am going to forget, but I will try to put this into my uh, Twitter timeline. So and then uh, and then put that Twitter timeline in the show notes so that uh, you guys can get a hold of this uh, video. It's pretty cool. It's it's a pretty cool deal, and and I agree with what Marty said. That whole Dow thing could have been completely avoided if we had had patience but asking or even thinking that the human condition is going to develop the kind of patience it takes to not screw things up like literally every day man i just i i think we got better fish to fry than to waste our time hoping for something like that because it's never happened before I, I doubt we're going to get there anytime soon. But again, Marty, thanks for the newsletter, man. And uh, we will uh, we'll end uh, Marty's bit there. All right, guys, that's it for me. Um, I can be reached at at B-E-N-N-D-7-7 on Twitter. And from there, you can find the rest of my miscreant ways. I guarantee it. Um, it was good to be with you. Um, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying doing this. I know nobody's listening. That's cool. 
gives me a chance to get to be able to flounder around and do stupid things and get things wrong and and just not be barked at until I can get you know all my half of my ducks in a row but uh, I do enjoy doing this I want to be able to bring more stuff to you I want to be able to build on this but I want you know the reason that I'm not going through and doing permaculture education and the the five pillars that that I want to do is that I want to have I want to have something built out that I can do again and again and again and again and again and do it every day so that I can get frequency going on. And then I promise I will start adding back things to the, to the podcast that try to realize the, the original intent of why I put this, this thing out in the first place, but it's going to, you know, it, it's hard, you know, making content is hard. So um, bear with me, and I appreciate the people that have been listening. I do appreciate it. I finally got the RSS feed over to uh, iTunes, and somebody, I, I guess somebody or some algorithm is looking at, at the um, RSS feed that I gave them. I have not been contacted back uh, by email or anything yet from Apple to see if they've accepted it as a podcast. But as soon as it does, I will let you guys know. I'll tweet it out. I'll get in your ear. I'll bother, bug the shit out of you about it. Um, you'll want to, you know, old man yells at David Bennett for getting in their ear about it kind of thing. Totally fine. Um, you guys have a, uh, have a great Monday. Go to bed early. Wake up early. Be nice to each other. Except Rubini. You know, uh, I guess we should all try to be nicer, but God, when somebody's running their mouth like this, it's just, it gets harder to listen to and it gets harder to care whether or not they get their feelings hurt. Other than that, the rest of you guys, you know, take it easy on each other out there, especially on crypto Twitter, you know, our Bitcoin, our BTC, try to be nice. Let's, let's see if we can try to be nicer to each other because this whole market has gotten on everybody's nerves. You know, it's, it's it's nerves are getting shot fried frayed blown apart um least we could do is is help each other while we try to you know defend against attacks from you know institutional people that rolled in thinking that they're just going to tell us how things really ought to be because i think all of us are pretty tired of listening to institutional guys tell us how it's supposed to be So have a great day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.